when we're in a lot of stress and anxiety and depression, we usually feel very disconnected from our bodies. We don't want to feel our bodies. It's difficult for us to feel our bodies. So the breath can be an amazing way to just to make that connection back to the body. And by just creating that connection back to your body with your breath is already going to create so much liberation and give you so much more freedom and so much more calmness in your body because that disconnection is usually the thing that's actually causing a lot more of the fear a lot more of the anxiety and a lot more of the depression hello everyone and welcome to the flow over fear podcast where it is our mission to help you to rise above fear and realize your ultimate potential in leadership and life I'm your host, Adam Hill, and it is my goal to share with you the human side of high performance. My guests share their experience with fear, anxiety, struggle, challenge, and most importantly, despite all of it, how they rose above it to achieve incredible results. So if you're ready to rise up, let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Flow Over Fear. So glad you're here today because we have a great, great show. And I want to start with a question. How's your breathing? How, how are you breathing right now? Uh, if you looked at the title of this episode, you probably know where we're going with this. But if you haven't, you're probably looking at it. You might be breathing too shallow. You might, you might not be breathing at all. And, uh, and it's one thing that we neglect a lot in our lives. And I know that includes myself, even though I consciously try to stay attuned to it. My guest today is going to help us through that process and get us familiar with one of the most important things we do on a daily basis by the minute, by the second. So uh, Joanna Krisiak is a breathing expert for well-being and managing stress. She has worked with dozens of women in businesses all over the world, helping them lower stress, manage anxiety, regulate their nervous system, and overall feel healthier in both physically and mentally. Ever since discovering the power of breathwork in her own personal training business and health and wellness journey, she has done multiple certifications in various breathwork techniques. And today she is sought after by ambitious women who care about their health yet struggle with chronic stress, constant anxiety, sleeping issues, stuck emotions, and overwhelm. And as a breathwork facilitator and a functional breathing coach, she helps people to improve their health, feel inner peace, and overall sense of calmness in their day, and even, even if they've struggled with it in the past. And who doesn't need that? Am I right? So welcome, Joanna. Thank you for being here. Oh, thank you so much, Adam, for having me. Yeah, it's a, well, it's a real pleasure because this is something, and, and I know you're in, in, as I read through your bio, uh, you know, you'd mentioned you help you know, women. And, and I want to get into that, into the differences between maybe men and women. Uh, but, uh, but breathing is obviously something that is for everybody. I mean, you know, so, so it's an important aspect. So I want to kind of get into how you, uh, how you began on this journey, where, what, what took you into the world of health and wellness? Mm, uh, okay. So just to start, I have always been super passionate about health and fitness. Ever since I was a kid, I was very into sports. I was always into soccer and playing different team sports when I was younger. And then once I got into high school, I kind of fell away. But then I found the gym and I started going to the gym and started doing workouts and strength training. And I was always into that very like healthy lifestyle. Like my family always seed me as the one who's always making up stuff when it comes to like healthy recipes and, you know, different activities. So there was always some kind of underlying passion for health and fitness. So I feel like this was like always on my path somehow. Mm -hmm. um, and then somewhere along the line, I became a health and fitness coach as well. Just because back in when I was in high school, I was actually doing a degree in math and physics. So I actually went on to do a certification and actually go on to university into civil engineering, which is something completely different. Wow. And then I had some stuff in my in my life happen that kind of put my life upside down and made me realize that I'm not really following my passion and I'm kind of just following this path of civil engineering just because it's mm -hmm. the quote unquote right thing to do. So I kind of took it all upside down and I found out about health coaching and I became a health coach. So somewhere along my path, I 
found this thing about breathwork and I started listening about it. I actually heard it through a podcast, which is funny. So it's full circle moment right there. Right. And I heard about it on, on this podcast and I thought, wow, this is something that I need to try because in that moment, even though I was taking care of my health through healthy diet, through movement, I still wasn't feeling 100% myself. I still knew that I had a lot of pent-up emotions. I had a lot of anxiety and a lot of stress. And to just give you a little background on why that was for me. Um, so when I was seven, my mom passed away. Oh, jeez. That, yeah, that took a really big toll on my family and, and on myself emotionally and physically, even though I didn't really realize it throughout my life that much, or I didn't allow myself to realize it really. I just kept living my life somehow. Mm -hmm. And when I was 19, that moment that I said, that pivotal moment when I quit my civil engineering degree and went into health coaching, my, it was because my father passed away. And oh, nice. Both of those, both of those deaths that happened were from suicide. So both of my parents struggled with depression. And so both of the things happened from mental health. And I had a lot of family members all around me that really struggled through uh, with their mental health and through mental health illnesses. And I had this moment where I was like, I, this can't, this can't be me. Like I can't be another person that is just perpetuating this cycle. So when I heard about breathwork and I heard about like all the amazing benefits that it has for our bodies, for emotional health, for our mental health, I was like, there has to be something to this. And on the anniversary of my father passing away, I did my very first breathwork session and I was completely blown away. It was 20 minutes of breathing. I was sitting right back here on this couch, actually, <laughs> doing mm -hmm. the session. And in 20 minutes, I felt emotions that I never allowed myself to feel before. I let go of so much stuck stress and anxiety in my body, not only from a mental and emotional level, but also physically. I had this tension in my neck and shoulders that would just not go away. And I've had it for months. And I tried so many different things like acupuncture, massages, like, you know, name it, I tried it and it would help for yeah. a little bit, but then it would still come back, right? It was just chronic distension and pain from just having so much weight and stress in my life. And after this breathwork session, I, I still struggle to describe it to this day, what it felt like, but it was this warm, electric feeling. It kind of felt like electricity just coming from my shoulders, flowing through my arms. And it just kind of like came out and evaporated through the palms of my hands. And I know it mm. sounds super weird and mystical, but that's exactly what happened. And after that session, I got up and I was like, how am I just finding out about this? <laughs> if people knew what they can do with their breath and feel this good from just breathing, there would be so much less suffering in this world. And, you know, life went on and I kind of forgot about the breathwork experience. And then breathwork just somehow kept coming back to me, kept coming back to me. And the pandemic hit. And that's when I really dove into my breathwork practice even more, doing it every single day because, you know, we were on lockdown and everything. Yeah. So I was really doing it every single day. And when everyone was freaking out and in a lot of fear, I was like living my best life at that time because <laughs> yeah. I was breathing every day. And I was like, I'm just so happy. I'm feeling so good. Like, what are the, what are people freaking out about, you know? <laughs> and yeah. I just, I found out so, so funny. And and then I re reflecting back on it, I was like, oh, yeah, it was because of the breath work. It was because I was breathing every day and I was like tapping into my body and I was moving the stress and I was uh, I was really training my body to adapt to stress better. And then uh, and then, yeah, and then life just went on. And then I found out of this, this breathwork certification, my whole body just screamed like you have to do this. And yeah, that's where we're here now. <laughs> that's incredible. And thank you for sharing all of that so vulnerably and and you know, to share about the passing of your mom at, a, at an early age and your dad, it was such tragic occurrence. Um, and, and, uh, and I mean, I, I know that that must have, you know, weighed very heavily on you as far as, you know, kind of moving, moving through that. I, can I ask, you know, I, can I, 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 can I dig into that a little bit more and just find out how that, how that affected you growing up between those ages mm -hmm. of when you were going to college and, 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 uh, and you know how how you dealt with it before breath work how how did it impact your your everyday life yeah yeah thank you a lot of people ask me that and to be honest i didn't really deal with it <laughs> i mm -hmm. kind of yeah. my protection mechanism was really being the rock and being the 
the one who lifts everybody up. So mm-hmm. with my, I had a younger, I have a younger sister and my dad, like I kind of felt like I was the one who had to carry it all. Obviously it wasn't like that completely. Like I wasn't like the breadwinner of the family or anything like that, but I had this like underlying feeling that I had to be the one that's holding it together for other people. So mm-hmm. that was kind of my defense mechanism. And I really didn't allow myself to tap into my, my emotions. So before breathwork, I really did not describe myself as an emotional person. Quite the contrary. I was like, oh, like what are emotions like they're just like for weak people that's kind of what I saw it like right and not only until I found breathwork and I allowed myself to feel those emotions I found how much strength there is in allowing yourself to feel emotions and emotions aren't the bad thing and that's what I really thought back in the past that you know any emotions that I feel I have to stuff them down and I have to shut them off because if I feel them then I'm somehow gonna break down or something like that so yeah um, yeah so i didn't really deal with it in a very healthy way and that's why i had so much pent-up emotion and so much pent-up stress in my body it kind of felt like i was just like holding everything inside of myself yeah and i can definitely relate to a lot of that you know a lot of what you're saying there and and it's very powerful it's a powerful story because just uh um you know just suppressing those emotions i i pushed down a lot of my anxiety for a very long time as well and it came out and in destructive ways for me before, you know, finding any kind of ways and in, in dealing with it in a healthy way. So it, it's, it's, I think it's powerful for people to, to know that there's that, you know, emotions may feel bad, right? They, they may, sometimes they may feel feeling feelings may feel uncomfortable, but they're oh, there yeah. for a reason, you know? <laughs> so it's exactly. important to feel them. Is there, is there any, uh, so for somebody that may be suffering or struggling through something like that, and certainly if you're, if 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 you if you're struggling with depression and and you're having some you know thoughts of 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 harm or anything like that please get help there's you know 988 in the united states or elsewhere i'm sure there's other other uh, ways to get help so please seek out that help but uh joanna would you is there anything that you would recommend for anyone that's going through some kind of trauma like that yeah so this is a very difficult and a very individual question. So we can look at trauma from obviously different lenses. So the first question is, are you the person who is experiencing the the depression and the anxiety? Or are you the person who is the caregiver of that person or the relative or the loved one? And both situations are going to impact the person differently, obviously, and also have a slightly different approach and how you actually want to bring yourself up through that situation, right? Mm -hmm. So when it comes to having the mental illness, having the depression, like you said, like reaching for help in any way, shape or form, obviously breathwork facilitators are not therapists. We have to have that very clear distinction. So breathwork is a tool to support us. It's not necessarily the end all be all to everything. And I always like to say like breathwork isn't going to fix all your problems, but any problem that you have, breathwork will help you with it. So we really have to make that distinction and be really, really clear about that. So if you are going through a difficult time, please, like, just like Adam said, please do seek out help and you can really help yourself with your breath as well. So what I would really look into is just really finding um, a breathwork modality, a breathwork facilitator that really speaks to you and somebody that really feels like they could support you. And that's really, really important. And starting slow, like you don't have to go on this full hour, two hour breathwork sessions. Cause I feel like that's what we're really seeing in social media right now is like those really hardcore breathwork sessions where you're, you know, crying and shaking and all that stuff. And that part of breathwork is amazing. But honestly, that's like one or 2% of your sessions. Like most of your sessions aren't going to look like that. That's just the truth. And they don't have to look like that. So starting nice and slow and easy is what I'm going to recommend for those people and really just listening to your body. And mm-hmm. when we're in a lot of stress and anxiety and and depression, we obviously we usually feel very disconnected from our bodies. We don't want to feel our bodies. It's difficult for us to feel our bodies. So the breath can be an amazing way to just to make that connection back to the body. And by just creating that connection back to your body with your breath is already already going to create so much liberation and give you so much more freedom and so much more calmness in your body because that disconnection is usually the thing that's actually causing a lot more of the fear, a lot more of the anxiety and a lot more of the depression, right? 
Right. That's that's power. I'm so glad you said that. And I'm so glad you went into the the, the idea of that the breath work is such a that the breath work is a tool and that and that you clarified that point of of you know it's a tool in the toolbox of of getting help and it's a very powerful tool. And the idea of starting slow and just, you know, you don't have to jump in as we're seeing everywhere. I I, I know a lot of us fall into that trap of just you know, jump whether whether it be a fitness program or breath work or you know anything else, we tend to see the people that are that are you know that are up here that have been doing it for a long time or that are that are doing the extreme level of that and think that we need to be there, but we don't have to. We just have to start. It just and exactly. just at a few minutes at a time. And and exactly. so yeah, and so thank you for sharing that. And um, how uh, you know so so I want to kind of get into the breath work and and talk a little bit a bit about that because because you. Um, uh, you started that. You, I mean, you you come from a background of math and physics as you were going through in in college, which is, I mean, you were on the path to to uh, uh, you know getting a like a, a a what society would call a stable career with civil yeah. engineering and things <laughs> like that. It's a it's a bold uh, it's a bold jump to go to to health and wellness. So I, I want to unpack that a bit. How what was the draw to get from that you know from that stable path? which might have been unhappy and I know you know the dynamics might have worked out there but to to the to the uh to the breath work and the health and wellness journey that you were on yeah so um I'm actually going to backtrack just a little bit and kind of circle back to the question that you asked me before because while we were talking this kind of came about and I feel like this is also important an important part of of the story is also that like you said, when I was dealing with a lot of these pent up emotions and stress and the way that I would usually deal with it before was actually through uh, workouts and through working out. And yeah. I did have a point where I was really in this addiction to working out, right? Mm -hmm. So I really, every every time I had some emotions coming up, I would just go and go hardcore into the gym and, you know, do a lot of very intense workouts. And that actually dysregulated my nervous system quite mm. a lot because not only are we stressed mentally and emotionally, but we're going to the gym, which is obviously something amazing and good for our health. And I'm a personal trainer, so... I love health and fitness, right? So sure. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but we often use it also as a coping mechanism because we're just perpetuating the stress, but in a different way. So we're adding this physical stressor to our bodies and it feels good in the moment, right? Because we're, right. we're having those, that strike of, you know, all the endorphins and the dopamine and all that stuff, but we're not realizing that we're actually causing more stress and just, we might be covering up what's the underlying root cause of us wanting to go to the gym, right? Not from that right. place of wanting to, you know, improve our health, improve our wellness, but going there from like a unhealthy addiction as well, right? So that that yeah. can also happen. And I, I kind of went through that cycle and I was getting out of it slowly but surely before my my dad passed away. And yeah, in the, the moment, I, I vividly remember it was like it was yesterday. I was sitting in my dorm because I was living at a dorm in the time. And my sister was in a different city where, where our home was. And I was in Warsaw and I was studying there and I remember sitting on my bed and I had this, not a flashback, but a flash future <laughs> into my future <laughs> and seeing myself as the civil engineer with the house, with the car, with all the things that I thought would give me that feeling of safety, all the things that I didn't really have securely as a child before. Mm -hmm. And I just saw myself so unhappy, even though I had like all the things that I thought I wanted. And in that moment, I was like, I don't think I can do this. And I kind of went back and forth with myself for like a week or two. But I've noticed this cycle and this this pattern in my life that when I realize something that I'm supposed to do something or that I'm not supposed to do something, I can't ignore it. Like I yeah. even like no matter how hard I try, it like keeps giving me those nudges, it keeps giving me those impulses. And yeah, it was just I was actually at the gym and I was just like, No, I think I I think I have to do this. And and I did it. And I kind of it, obviously it wasn't just like a one second 
second moment, but it was just like a buildup and I, I had that decision. And like I said, like there was a lot of fear that was there, but mm-hmm. in the end all, I didn't really see a different option for myself. Yeah. Really. I was like, I, I'm either going to stay here and just be super unhappy and miserable. But after what happened to, to my parents, I really, one of the things that really set for me and one of the things that really came for me during the grieving period of that time was I do not want to live one more day unhappy and unfulfilled. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not going down that cycle and I'm going to do everything that I can to live my best life. No matter how cheesy that sounds, that's like literally the thing that not only kept me going back then, but literally the thing that keeps me going every single day is I want to feel good every single day. Cause what's the, what's the point of living otherwise, right? Like you want to, I want to live my best life and not just survive. And that's actually something that I love using with breath work as well as breathe to thrive, not just survive. Right. Cause you can breathe Mm. unconsciously and not think about your breath and it's going to keep you alive. But if you consciously use your breath, you can actually use it to fully live your life. So that's also what brought me to breath work and really pushed me to <laughs> pushed me to go head on in full force. I love that. Breathe to thrive, not just to survive. That's such a, a powerful statement. And I love those little nuggets of wisdom. So uh, and thank you for for sharing all of that. Hey everyone, I interrupt this program to introduce you to an amazing adventure. Do you want to embrace fear and get clarity and conviction on your goals? How would you like to join me in an epic Colorado adventure where we will hike a famed 14,000 foot peak, camp under the stars, mastermind around the campfire, and build lifelong friendships? I'm partnering with Belay Expeditions to create a retreat that will not only rejuvenate your soul, but level up your life. We will get clarity on your three C's dream, create a roadmap to your dreams, and build the conviction that you need to pursue them with confidence. Join me at the top of the world, September 14th through the 17th. Visit belayexpeditions.com slash retreats and click on my pretty face to sign up. Space is limited, so sign up now. So once you made the jump from you know civil engineering to health and fitness and all that, everything was easy, right? It it just went everything went smoothly and easily, right? <laughs> I wish even today I was like three hours sitting and fighting with technology. I was like, thank God I have breath work because I would go crazy. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't yeah. know what fighting with technology is about at all. No, <laughs> no, that's right. Yeah. Uh, well, well, fortunately, you jumped into something that's going to help you manage a lot of that stress. So, so can you can you help us with the uh, uh, with the timing? So, so with the breath work, what was the timing of like when you discovered breath work related to when you jumped into health and fitness? Yeah, so I jumped into providing health and fitness services, I guess, as you could say, mm-hmm. in somewhere in between 2018, that would be the time. Um, and then 2019 was the time where I did my very first breath work session. And yeah, so so that was the first time I, I did my very first breathwork session and then COVID hit in the meantime. And yeah. then I really dove even deeper a few months after my first session. And I became um actually this Saturday is going to be my breath anniversary of becoming breath-aversary. a breathwork facilitator. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Love it. So yeah, so that's kind of the timeline that it all happened. That's great. So what what uh and, and let's kind of jump into the breath work that the the, the uh, uh I guess the the, how it works, because um, yeah. you said you got certified and, and what type of uh, so what type of breath work did you start with or, or what was mm-hmm. the what was the uh, I guess the epiphany moment that, that that you had? What was the type of breath work that you discovered? Yeah, so I'm actually facilitated in the first breathwork modality that I tried, which is pause breathwork. So pause is a breathwork modality and the founder of pause is Samantha Skelly. So kudos to her for creating this amazing breathwork modality. Mm -hmm. And what I really love about this modality, it's really not forcing anything with your body. It's really letting your body do the work for you. And it has a very trauma-informed lens, a very trauma-aware lens, right? Hmm. So there are so many different breathwork modalities. And I'm very grateful that this was the very first one that I found because a lot of people start their breathwork in a very intense way. With example, holotropic breathwork or rebirthing breathwork, where sometimes you're breathing for like two or three hours and it's a very intense experience. And for a lot of people, like that can be actually re-traumatizing and they feel like they got so overwhelmed that they don't want to try 
try breathwork again. So yeah. I'm really grateful that this was the modality that I started with for the very first time. And that was the one that I started with the most. So holotropic breathwork, Wim Hof breathwork in a sense, pause breathwork, um, these different breathwork modalities are all based on conscious hyperventilation. So mm-hmm. conscious hyperventilation is a breathwork modality where you're working to exhale a lot of CO2 and make your CO2 levels in your body drop. And with that comes a lot of sensations, a lot of different mechanisms mechanisms that happen in the body. And we can dive into that in a little bit. And the second style of breathwork that I do and I've been facilitating as well is called reduced volume breathing. And the most known reduced volume breathing techniques are through buteco. So there is a buteco method. So it's a, also a breathwork method. And this method is pretty much the opposite of the other one. <laughs> so it's... Yeah. Breathing to raise your CO2 levels and make your CO2 levels more tolerable for your body. So making your body more adaptable to the C- to higher CO2 levels and making your body less CO2 sensitive. So okay. those are the two breathwork modalities. And I love using them both. That's why I got certified in both these modalities because I think that they both have very unique benefits to them. And they're amazing to supplement themselves with right right yeah so so and 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 i love that thank you for sharing those two and and so i do and you mentioned wim hof that's that's the breathing method that i started out with and i know that's a bit extreme and 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 so i'd love to kind of dig into that in a bit but i want to get into the physiology bit because you mentioned that the that so so wim hof falls more into the am i understanding correctly that that falls more into the holotropic breath work that you're talking about which is similar to the pause breath work? So pause breath work is kind of a variation of holotropic breath work. It has okay. some core differences, but it's kind of like a variation of it. Wim Hof is what's called tumor breathing. So it's a even different modality, right? But uh, okay. so what what um what Wim Hof's method does is it uses hyperventilation, but then it pairs with it with pauses, right? So in those pauses, you're letting your CO2 levels rise and kind of even out. So it's kind of a similar effect to the reduced volume breathing, but in a more extreme, a more intense way. Yeah. If that makes okay, sense. I see. That, that does, does that make, make a little more yeah. sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. <laughs> and, and so now like kind of that you're, you're, yeah, you're bringing up the, um, the CO2 and, and some of the physiology that occurs. What, so we have oxygen and CO2 kind of working, you know, working in that system. What role are they playing and what is the purpose for, say, CO2 or oxygen in our system? Yeah, okay. So oxygen is the one that we usually most think of when we're breathing. And we usually think that we need to breathe because we need oxygen, which is actually the other way around. The chemical that causes you to want to take an inhale and the chemical that actually signals your brain to breathe is actually CO2 not Mm. oxygen. So you can have a lot of oxygen stores in your body and your body's still going to want you to breathe. And that's because of the rising of the CO2 levels. So what oxygen does, it obviously gives and provides oxygen to your blood, to your muscles for energy, right? That's the main thing that oxygen does in our body. Mm -hmm. CO2, on the other hand, like I said, CO2 is actually very important in our body, not just because it signals our bodies to breathe, but actually because it allows the oxygen to get into our cells. <laughs> so we have this amazing little molecule called hemoglobin. And this hemoglobin is actually what transfers the oxygen throughout our body. and But for that oxygen to kind of detach from the hemoglobin and get into our cells, that's where we need the carbon dioxide. So it's actually this paradox that when you're having more CO2 in your body, you are actually providing more oxygen to your cells. Instead of breathing more, which you're exhaling a lot of that CO2 and lowering the CO2 levels, you might feel like you have more oxygen, but you're actually causing your cells to have less of that oxygen within them. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's that's helpful. And then as far as, uh, as, as... 
why, why, so why do we need, so we have the two types of breath work, the pause breath work and the reduced volume breathing, and they kind of have reverse purposes for reducing CO2 and increasing CO2. Why, what, what is the purpose behind wanting to, you know, train our bodies to reduce CO2 and increase it? Yes, yes. I was waiting for this question. Okay. One of my favorite things to talk about. Awesome. <laughs> so when it comes to conscious hyperventilation, so the one where we're lowering our CO2 levels, mm-hmm. so this is the modality that we're using for a certain period of time. So this is very, very important. We do not want to be unconsciously hyperventilating. So that's why it's called conscious hyperventilating because you are hyperventilating for a certain period of time for a certain purpose and with a certain technique, right? Right. So with this breathwork style, it is amazing for releasing trauma, releasing stuck emotions, for getting into a very meditative state because it turns off the frontal cortex, the prefrontal cortex of your brain, and it lowers the activity there and your emotional and your limbic brain become more active so that parts of your brain responsive for the survival mechanisms in your body there is more blood flow to those parts of the brain so it's we have just more access to to our subconscious mind we have more access to all the different things that are going on subconsciously in our bodies and to our emotions so i love using this breathwork style like i said for releasing emotion releasing mm. pent up anxiety releasing stress because during this conscious hyperventilation breathwork technique, we are actually simultaneously activating two parts of our nervous system. The part of our nervous system that's responsive for the fight or flight mode, so the stress and motivation and action mode. And at the same time, we are activating the part of our nervous system responsible for resting, digesting, and relaxing. And this is a very unique point in time in our life where we're actually having both of these nervous systems, both of, excuse me, both of the part of this nervous system very active. So that's kind of gives us a window of opportunity to expel a lot of the stress, to expel a lot of the anxiety because our body's active enough to feel it. Our body's active enough to actually feel into that and have that active within our system. But at the same time, we're feeling relaxed and safe and we're in a safe environment in a safe container if you're doing it with a, you know, a breathwork facilitator or in your own safe space at home where you feel safe enough to experience it and let your body and breath do the work for you and let yourself really, like you said, feel into those feelings and let them go. Because the only way to get out of an emotion, get out of a feeling is to go through it. The deeper Mm. we feel it, the more we allow ourselves to feel something, the more we're able to release it, right? So that's what we want to use conscious hyperventilation for. When it comes to reduced volume breathing, this breathwork method is really amazing for increasing your tolerance for CO2. Now, why the hell would you want to do that? (laughs) So you would want to increase your tolerance for CO2 to help yourself manage stress better because actually the amount of CO2 that you can tolerate is directly linked to the amount of stress and anxiety that you have in your body. So if you can't tolerate stress very well, you're going to have a lot more fear in your life. You're going to have a lot of more underlying anxiety. But if your body isn't so sensitive to that CO2 and you tolerate it better, you're going to be able to tolerate a lot more stress. And this is just really from a nervous system perspective perspective. It's something called nervous system toning. So mm-hmm. you're kind of like, it's kind of like in the gym, right? You're literally training your body to handle more in this breathwork modality. So okay. you're breathing with less air. You're breathing very gently, very lightly. And this is a breathwork technique that you can't really see. So, you know, when a lot of people see breathwork on Instagram, it's usually, you know, very belly, chest out. You can really see the breath moving through the body. And that's the conscious hyperventilation style. But right. this reduced volume breathing, you can barely see it because you're breathing just through your nose. You're doing it very gently, very slowly. So because this can actually also be be 
very in, a very interesting experience because we're usually thinking that we have to breathe more or breathe very deep and I'll take big breaths to yeah. relax. But this is actually giving doing the complete opposite. So not only is raising the CO2 levels going to relax your body, but it's actually also going to train your body to have that CO2 level in your body rise and you have a better tolerance for it over time. And once you do this for a longer period of time and you notice that your body is going to be able to tolerate more stress, it's going to have a huge impact both on your emotional health, on your physical health, and on your mental health. So I love using conscious hyperventilation a few times a week for mm. beginners. Once a week is totally enough, but conscious hyperventilation like one, two to three times a week but using reduced volume breathing techniques every single day to really okay. help yourself bring that nervous system down. So this breathwork technique is really amazing for people who have a lot, and I mean a lot of anxiety, and who are consciously hyperventilating because mm. their nervous system is so driven by the fight or flight nervous system that their nervous system wouldn't be able to handle conscious hyperventilation as much. So it actually might be less beneficial for them to do that style of breathing. And in this reduced volume breathing technique, what we're doing is we're really working only with the rest and digest nervous system. So we're really bringing our bodies into that calm, relaxed state with this yeah. breathing technique. So I know that was a lot. So you can go ahead and listen to this one more time because I know that there, there's a lot that goes into this. But just to make it really clear and just kind of sum this up really quickly, conscious hyperventilation is more of for that emotional release, more for getting into a different state of consciousness and really diving into your subconscious mind. And reduced volume breathing techniques are for eliminating unconscious hyperventilation and increasing your tolerance for co2 i love that that no that that's really helpful and yeah if you are listening and you i, I would suggest you listen to that a few times mark the timestamp in the uh in, in the in the video or in the audio because that explanation is is so helpful because we're we're you know we're we are living in a world where we're just told yeah we need to we need we need to breathe more and and I understand that and and you know obviously breathing is important to life but the way we do it uh this was so important to know why we breathe the way we do or why we're supposed to breathe in these ways and it sounds like to me uh you know if, if I could try to summarize that in in some way that the that the com conscious hyperventilation is really kind of an in the moment like you know, you, you have some trauma or emotions you want to release, right? And and that that helps to bring those up and out in a safe way. And then the reduced volume breathing is more like an ongoing, trying to more of like the the overall anxiety you want to you want to keep that reduced over the longer term. That's how you just kind of train yourself to breathe to to uh, to raise the to to raise your CO two tolerance. So, am I understanding that correctly? Yeah, so with the reduced volume breathing, they can also be in a certain period of time. So it's not like yeah. you have to breathe this way throughout your whole entire day. We can get into what the best way to breathe in the day-to-day -day is in just a second. But with the reduced volume breathing technique, what we can look at it is more of going into your CO2 gym. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah. really training your ah, body to tolerate your CO2 levels better. So that's what we can really look. That's the way that we can look at it. Yeah. Okay. And and as far as energy is concerned, like improving your energy, I know that do do either of these uh, these methods uh, reduce or improve your energy? I mean, you mm -hmm. mentioned it helps with sleep. Uh, what I like, guess an immediate improvement. How does that look? Yeah, that's what I love about breathwork is that you can feel it instantaneously. Yeah. <laughs> but obviously, the more you do it, the longer the effect, if that makes sense. Because if you mm -hmm. do a breathwork session once, you will feel the effects during the session and afterwards. But the more that you do it, the more often you do it, the more you feel it even out of your session and beyond your session. So that's what I love about breathwork. Yeah. And um, when it comes to energy levels, I love using both, honestly, when it comes to raising your energy, because mm -hmm. if you're calmer, your body's going to 
use less energy for the stress response and more energy for everything else that you want to use energy for, right? And same thing with conscious hyperventilation. You're also really moving a lot of energy through your body when you're breathing, right? Breathing is not just inhaling oxygen and exhaling CO2, right? That's just one part of the picture. While we're breathing, we're using so many different mechanisms in our body because our breath is the foundation of our whole entire body. Everything that works in our body is literally connected to our breath. Every single thing, whether Mm -hmm. it's conscious or subconscious in your body. And that's what I love about breathwork is it's really the bridge between our conscious and our subconscious. And Mm. it's really the foundation of every single mechanism that goes on in our body. Even the fact that, you know, breathing is usually is mostly because of our diaphragm, right? Our diaphragm is our main breathing muscle. And our main breathing muscle is literally connected to every little part of our body. So many different, you know, different centers of 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 breath work really go through breathing through the diaphragm because it is the core of our body, right? It is the core right. of our being. So that I love using both modalities when it comes to energy. Uh, a really quick and easy way to boost your energy is to take just a few breaths in through your belly up into your chest, letting it out and just taking like two or three breaths like that. And then on your last breath, taking a deep breath in and holding your breath at the top. And top holds are really amazing for bringing that energy through your body and up. Mm. And then bottom holds are more for calming your body down and bringing your energy down into the ground. So when you're feeling very overwhelmed all over the place, that's when you want to do a bottom hold. But when you're really looking for like creativity, energy, wanting to kind of get out of your head, then using that top hold is going to really bring a lot of that energy up into your body. Gotcha. So create creativity, energy, you want to hold at the top with a full breath yes. but, uh, for for like maybe emotions or or anxiety or or anything like that you want to hold more at the bottom so what what yeah what, you can yeah oh go ahead yeah so you want to kind of think of it of like a balloon right when you're right. bringing like when there's more the more the balloon comes up the more you know energy there is in there and when you're exhaling, you know, all of that energy is coming out of your body, just like, a, you know, the balloon kind of com- becomes flat and there is less in there. So that's what that's the way that we really want. We can use our breath in a very just like simple, easy way to give ourselves whatever we need in the moment. Okay. And what, what are the benefits? So, so physiologically speaking, what's happening within us when we have it when we have a top hold and a bottom hold? Ooh, I really like this question. So when we're holding our breath at the top, so when we're taking a big inhale, our Uh diaphragm goes down into our body. And that's what happens on like a mechanical level. Uh, It really goes down into our body and it compresses our internal organs, which Mm -hmm. also causes most of the blood flow to not be in our internal organs at that moment. And there is much more blood flow coming up into our brain at that time. And when we're doing a bottom hold, our diaphragm is moving up and it's more towards our heart and it's sitting right above our heart. And a lot of more blood flow goes into our, inter- our our internal organs and into the lower parts of our body. And this actually also has a huge impact on the way that our heart beats. So when we're hmm. breathing in, our heartbeat speeds up. And when we're breathing out, our heartbeat slows down. And you can even pause this for a second and just like really put your hand on your heart and just take a slow breath in through your nose and a slow breath out through your nose and you will all you will feel the difference in your heartbeat in just one breath so when you're breathing in your heartbeat is speeding up more energy is being you know distributed in through your body and when you're exhaling and you're holding at the bottom your heartbeat slows down which also signals that part of your nervous system that is responsible for rest and digest to turn on hmm. Wow. So it, so it even helps with digestion and, and all of those systems as well. Just the, the yes. breathing can impact that. That's incredible. Like I said, literally everything that goes on in our body, our breath has an impact on. And that's what I love about it. It's literally, it bridges the gap between our, anything that goes on in our bodies. That's why it is 
it's been the main reason why I've actually transitioned from health and fitness into breathwork, just mm-hmm. because I wanted to help my clients more. I wanted to help myself more and go that one level deeper. And once I found out that the, uh, like how huge our breath is when it comes to our day-to-day functioning, the, the like I said, emotional, physical, and mental health of our bodies, that's when I was like, I am sold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I love it. Um, and and so, yeah, so it really is just like, this is such a great conversation because it's digging so deeply into something that we, we barely touch the surface on in our daily lives. And a lot, a lot of us just don't know a lot about it, uh, even though we have to do it literally every second. And so I, yeah. I, I wonder if you can expand on, you know, when, when we're not paying attention to it, you know, these are, these are aspects of like what we can do when we're paying attention to it. These are some breathing exercises, but when we're not paying attention to it, you mentioned that we kind of get into this habit of unconscious hyperventilation. What does that look like and how is that affecting us? Yes, yes, absolutely. So a lot of people actually aren't aware of how they're breathing in their day to day. And Reduced volume breathing is actually the method that is going to help you kind of have a better, a better basis for how you breathe, right? Right. So if you are having a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety, and your nervous system is completely dysregulated, it's going to be natural for you to breathe quicker, breathe more shallow, right? Because with our breath, it's kind of a two-way street. So our breath can impact how what's going on in our body and the other way around. What's going on in our body is impacting our breathing. So, you know, most of us are having a lot of stress in our day-to-day lives, right? There's a lot going on, even just like being on social media with like so many news being bombarded at us, like our bodies were not designed for this, right? Our bodies haven't had the time to adapt to our fast paced lifestyle. Like our bodies are still like millions of years old. And like a lot of the subconscious mechanisms that are are going on in our body, like haven't had the time to adapt to our day-to-day lives. So mm-hmm. you might not even realize that your body is so freaking stressed, right? And right. the way that we breathe when we're stressed is we're usually breathing through the upper parts of our chest. We're breathing mostly through our mouth and we're mm-hmm. breathing very quickly and very shallow. And this causes unconscious hyperventilation. So breathing with more air than your body actually needs. And what this actually does is it perpetuates the cycle of stress, right? So when we're stressed and we have a lot of anxiety, we're breathing this way. And because we're breathing this way, we're perpetuating even more stress and anxiety in our bodies. And we're kind of on this like hamster wheel of stress and anxiety because of the way that we're breathing. But all we would have to do is really start breathing through our nose more often, as much as you can. Obviously not when, like when you're talking and, you know, being at work or whatever you have to do, but in any situation where you're active or sitting, breathing through your nose, even during your workouts, you want to be breathing through your nose. And I have this amazing acronym and um, it's actually through the nose. You want to be breathing N. That's our first N. You want to yeah. be breathing low. So through the diaphragm, you want to be breathing nice and slow and you want to be breathing nice and light. So that's N. L S L nose low slow and light nice. so this is really important because like i said this really is the what impacts your body when it comes to bringing down your stress levels and bringing down any fear anxiety you know all of those negative side effects but also at the same time this is going to make your breathing more effective for your body and your body is not going to be using so much energy to breathe incorrectly right because when you're breathing in the uh, in the first way that i described your body is in a state of survival and your yeah. body's using all your energy because it's just trying to keep itself alive. But when you're breathing more efficiently, your body doesn't have to use so much of that energy and so much of the attention to how your body's breathing. And it's a much more natural way of how we breathe. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot of the reason I, I could like write a book for why we want to breathe that way, but I'm just going to leave it at that for now. <laughs> yeah, and you should write a book about all of this because it's, it's so, I mean, it's, it, there's so much information here and so much, so much value. This is such a great episode because I mean, even as we're talking here and you're describing how we should be breathing, 
I'm noticing myself becoming more conscious of it. And like, you know, it, whenever I'm talking to anybody, just because of the nature of my anxiety, it just, it, it, I start to get a little tense. I start to get that. Mm-hmm. But as we're talking, I'm breathing slowly through the nose. I'm practicing that NLSL approach that you're talking about. And I'm just, it, and within a few breaths, it doesn't happen immediately, but within a few breaths, you just start to feel that like, oh, it's this, this calm that kind of overwhelms you. It really is yes. powerful. Exactly. And just to be honest, like I had before I dove into breath work and I was personal training most of the time and all day I was talking to my clients, right? Every single day. And I was just so exhausted at the end of the day. Like I couldn't think. And having this one shift of even like when I'm, you know, not talking to my clients, noticing if I'm breathing through my nose or through my mouth, when I'm driving my car, when I'm, you know, scrolling through my phone, anything that I'm doing, just making that shift of breathing through my nose, making sure my breath is slow, making sure that I'm breathing nice and light. Just Mm -hmm. that has made such a huge difference on how I feel at the end of the day. And now I even notice that, you know, when I, obviously I'm not perfect. I also catch myself that I forget sometimes, you know, it's so easy to do that and I'm not perfect. So it happens to me as well. But the moment I catch myself, I'm like, oh my God, okay, time to take a break, take a few breaths in and out through the nose really consciously and that just that makes a huge difference. That's what I love about breathwork is that it's so quick. It's yeah. so quick because like I said, it's the basis of our body. When you like imagine a pyramid, you can change one small thing in the basis of whatever building you're building and it's going to have an impact on everything else. And it's the same thing with your breath. You make a one little change for a short period of time and it's going to impact everything else that goes on in your body. Yeah. Is is there any way that you remind yourself to 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 do that? Because I mean, we get in these habits of just not thinking about it, right? And so we, you know, so we could listen to this episode and say, oh yeah, that's a great idea, but then get distracted by life and just totally forget yeah, about it. Yeah. How do we remind ourselves? Mm, I love this. So when I first started, um, I just started with habit stacking. And this is something that mm. I love teaching my clients as well, is when you already have something that you're doing in your day-to-day life, just add a little bit of breathwork to that, right? So for me, I started with just making sure that I'm breathing through my nose when I'm driving my car to work and from work. That's where Mm -hmm. I started with it, right? So when I got into my car and I got out of my car, I noticed like, okay, how am I breathing in this moment? And that really gave me a big shift. And honestly, like the just the more you do breathwork, the more aware and the the more you're going to remember and the least less you're going to forget. And yeah. honestly, the more you do it, the more aware and the easier it becomes. So it's kind of like this just natural thing that happens that it's so much easier for you to just remember every single day, every single moment of how you're breathing. Um, but I would just start, yeah, with there, just like with a small habit stacking. So what's one thing that you do where you could, you know, breathe through your nose? Is it when you're reading a book? Is it when you're doing your morning emails? And there's this yeah. actually this thing that we do usually, and we don't even notice it, is we open up our emails and we hold our breath and we start breathing because <laughs> of all the overwhelm, you know? So just like, you know, when you sit to your laptop or right before you open up your laptop, like take five minutes to do a little bit of nice, slow breathing exercises, mm-hmm. right? So like, that's what I love doing. I love habit stacking because a habit is something that we're already doing every single day. It's nothing that, you know, we have to focus on. So it's a really easy way to automatically just give ourselves more of what we need and add a little bit more goodness of breath to our life. That's such a great, great idea. So everybody out there, if you're, if you're listening, what are you going to, what are you going to stack breathing onto while while you're doing, is it going to be driving? Is it going to be reading? Is it going to be, what, what is it going to be, but pick something and just make that a daily habit. So good. Um, yeah, and let and, us know. Yeah. Let us know on Instagram or definitely. down here in the show in the comments. <laughs> definitely, definitely, yes. And um, um, I, I, yeah, and I, man, we can go on for ages on this topic because yes. there's so much to dig into. Um, but uh, uh, but I I want to before we close out, I at least want to get a, a um, just maybe get a get a demonstration or or some kind of practice where we can all just let maybe practice one of these techniques. Uh, could you guide us through um, something as we as we start to close out? 
Yes, I would absolutely love to uh, give you a really quick example of what you can do in your day-to-day life. And this breathwork technique is really amazing because it's really easy to use and it's very effective. Even doing it just five minutes will give you a very immediate relaxation. So you can do this breathwork method in a couple of different ways. So what I really love about breathwork is that you just by listening to your body, your body will tell you how it wants to breathe in the moment. Mm-hmm. So you can do this breathwork style very quickly, um, a little bit more energizing, right? Or right. you can do it very nice and slow, and that will give you more of a relaxation, more of a slower, slowing down, grounding effect into your body, right? So what we're going to be doing is we're going to be breathing into our nose, and it's a two-part inhale. So Your first breath is into your diaphragm, so into your lower ribs. Imagine your waist expanding, so that's where you want to take 80% of your inhale in. So you can even put your hands like right right below your ribs on your waist and just feel your hands move when you breathe. And when you take a nice deep breath in, about 80%, take a quick pause. And then the rest you want to pull up into your chest and then you want to take a nice long exhale out. And when it comes to the exhale, again, for a more calming, relaxing effect, you want to exhale through the nose. But if you have some emotions or something you want to let go of, then you can breathe out through your mouth. And doing that a couple rounds, even just like maybe five minutes and then ending that with a hold either at the top for more of that energy or at the bottom for more of that relaxing grounding effect, just that is going to make a huge difference and you will feel the shift immediately. And the more you do it, like I said, the more you do it, the easier it's going for it's going to be for you to actually uphold that effect for longer. Nice. Excellent. So and and what and is that the pause breath work or what 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 technique is that called? So this is actually a uh, a technique. Um, I'm just gonna give me a second. I just need to remember what it's called. Um, it's called the physiological sigh. There you go. That's what it's physiological called. Physiological sigh. So our okay. bodies, yes, our bodies actually naturally do this when we're feeling stressed and we want to exhale more of that CO2. So it's actually something that happens naturally. You can actually even see it in your pets. Like when mm. they're going to sleep and they're becoming more calm, they, you can actually see that they take two inhales and one exhale. Um, and I actually learned this also through Dr. Andrew Huberman, and he has an, a couple amazing episodes on breathwork. So if you want to dive a little bit deeper, you can go ahead and listen to those as well because they're amazing. Um, so this this is what the breathwork technique is called. And like I said, it really depends on what you're using it for and how you use it. So you can both use it for a reduced volume breathing technique if you take it much slower, much more gently, a very light approach and, and through the nose. Or you can also use it as a conscious hyperventilation technique if you speed up the tempo a little bit and then breathe out through your mouth. Yeah. Oh, that's incredible. Thank you for sharing that with us. And and there's so many other uh, great techniques that you're you're teaching here, including the pause breath work, the you know, the reduced volume breathing and all of all of the different uh, uh, you know different ways, conscious hyperventilation that we could look into. I've got so many notes here that I'm I'm gonna follow up on myself. <laughs> and um and but and and if people want to reach out to you, if they want to get more familiar with some of the breath work that you do, and uh, and and reach out to you, how can they get a hold of you? Yeah, thanks. So, uh, like I said, like I combine so many different breath work techniques, and I really love making it a very individual experience. So depending on what the person needs the most, that's how we like to shift and sort. Because like I said, there's so many different techniques. All of them have amazing benefits. The question is, which one is the one that's going to, you know, help you the most and have have you really improve your mental, emotional, and physical health? So I would love to offer all of your listeners a free breathing consultation. So in this breath consultation, what we can do is we're going to go through a different breathing exercises to 
really see where your breath is at, where your nervous system is at and which approach is going to be the best for you and how to use each approach. So we're going to leave a link in the show notes that you can go ahead and sign up for this free online breathing consultation. It's about 30 minutes. So that's going to give us a nice, uh, a nice chunk of time to not only talk about your breath and see where your breath is at, but then also dive into a little mini breathwork session. And if you just want to connect and find out more about breathwork or ask me any questions after this episode, we can connect on Instagram. My Instagram is jojoanna.k. So that's J-O-J-O-A-N-N-A dot K. And don't be surprised if you see um, a different language other than English there, because I'm actually based in Poland. So I combine both languages on my Instagram. So don't be surprised if you see both of those languages there. Just go ahead and shoot me a DM and we can we can chat further there. So thank you, Joan. I'll, I will include that link in our show notes. And so if you want to get a hold of Joanna, reach out to her on Instagram, check out her link, get uh, get all this information because this is, breathwork is going to change your life. I mean, I've only dabbled in it. And it it's, it's, it's been the best thing that I've ever done for myself. And, uh, and I know that that is the same for everybody. And if you're dealing with, uh, um, you know, anxiety, fear, or, or just daily stress, overwhelm, or anything like that, it's sleep issues, all sorts of things. This can be a tool in your toolbox to help, uh, to over, to help, to help you rise above it. Joanna, thank you so, so much for joining us. This was a, this was a episode with so much value. I really, really appreciate it and hope we can get together again soon and, and dive deeper into this stuff. Yes, I would love it. I would love to. All right. Thanks again. And and everybody out there, have a great day. We'll see you soon. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Flow Over Fear podcast. If you're enjoying this show, please do me a favor and hit the subscribe button. I will be so grateful if you do. And I'll look forward to bringing you more value in our next episode. I'll see you then.